Blog Talk Radio. Child, 
See, listen. I've known dudes like Jonathan before. I mean, I've met them. I've, people have liked me this, like Jonathan. They got that energy, like, were they attractive? Like, some, they got some, sim- but there's some sort of, like, it's something there that you like, well, something ain't right. Now, that's how I've always been feeling about him. I'm not trying to be funny because he got a little crazy eye, but that don't mean he bad. He just, he look, he look like he could be intense or something, like it's something. So usually when my gut say stuff, you know, I be like, ooh. But let me get on with it. I got to read y'all the, T- the TMZ story again because I think I was blank. So y'all ain't hear none of it. Damn, I was on a roll. Jeez. Okay, anyway, let's go ahead to it. Okay. Jonathan Major's attorney, he's completely innocent, claims alleged victim has recanted. Okay, you know last night Jonathan Majors has been accused of attacking his girlfriend who is of the Caucasian persuasion, may I add. You know, because it's different when it's Caucasian. I'm telling you, for real. No, 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 it's different. You know, it'd be harder. You know, I ain't, I, I mean, it'd be easy. I mean, it'd be easier for them to make claims sometimes than black women. You know, I'm just saying. Okay? So, said John Major's lawyer says there's evidence that a proof he committed no crime against a woman who alleged he assaulted her, even claims she's reversing her own story. Criminal defense attorney Pryra Chaudhry, who's representing Majors in this matter, tells TMZ Jonathan Majors is completely innocent and is probably the victim of an altercation with the woman he knows. We are quickly gathering and presenting evidence to the district attorney with the expectation that all charges will be dropped imminently. She goes on to cite evidence she says they've already gathered to back up their version of events, including video footage from within the vehicle where the alleged assault occurred, witness testimony from the driver and others who saw and heard the episode. And last but not least, two written statements that Sajri claims are from the alleged victim in this case. Sajri insists the statements show her fully recanting her allegation, and she adds this will be all presented to the authorities in due time to prove her client did nothing wrong. As for Majors, as for why Majors was arrested, if all this stuff indeed exists, she tells us that it stopped in SOP in, in the police departments to make an arrest after an allegation is levied, and if there's probable cause to back up the claims. In this instance, the new, N, new NYPD says there was visible injuries. Hmm. Sajri finishes with this. We expect these charges to be dropped soon. The DA will usually, uh, will usually request orders of protection in these matters while they are being resolved. Majors have been charged with a misdemeanor assault, aggravated harassment, attempted assault, and harassment. He was released of his own recognizance and is due back in court in May. And in response to Major's attorney claims about the woman, who, whom we've been told is a girlfriend of his, the Manhattan DA's office tells TMZ the case is ongoing and they won't be commenting, commenting for further commenting further on details. What they did say, however, is that a limited court order of protection for an alleged victim has been put in place. The DA requested a full order of protection indicating that they feel the alleged victim needs a bigger force field. Uh-oh. Okay, listen, I've been hearing, I don't know if y'all heard me because y'all didn't hear me because I was blanked out. Kang, uh, what is it, Kang? 
uh, from the Ant Man, that character he's gonna be played. That's a, I hear that he was going to be in more Marvel flicks, like a major character allegedly coming up in Marvel flicks. Okay, so it's a lot of money invested in Jonathan Major's ass. Okay, he got a lot of projects and shit coming up because he's an up and coming star. Okay, so I'm not saying you know I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's true here and what's not. But I'll tell you what I be believing. Now, what I believe, before I go into this, you know, some people, like I said, have crazy eyes. And I've known men like that. I've had men like that that liked me. Like, I've been where I've been what? Like, you know, like, I felt my, the energy. Like, I was like, he's in. It don't seem right. Something about him. Like, you know, like, it, they can come out charming and nice, but you, like, still looking like, it, it it's something. It's like something, I, and it's like you can like it's something there. And I've had I remember I've had friends tell me I've been crazy when I had those feelings. Like I mean, when I was younger, I'd be like, no, girl, he ain't right in here. He ain't right. He ain't right. I've had a couple times where I've done that, like for somebody just immediately, like just when I was younger, I wouldn't date them because I could feel. I be feeling that with kind of Jonathan Majors, but I didn't want to tell y'all that. But I ain't saying that he did this. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying he got, he come off like, he kind of come off strange. But, you know, maybe he's just a little different. You know, it may be nothing at all, okay? But when it, you know, when when one bad piece of news come out, and everybody feels the need to come out the woodwork and start telling on you. This is what's happening to Jonathan Majors, allegedly, out in these streets, okay? So there's other people saying he ain't right, okay? I ain't say say it. It's other people. This is according to uh, Cinema Blend. Two directors speak out about Jonathan Majors' alleged vicious, cruel behavior and more after actors' assault arrest. Mm -mm. Side bar. I talk about it all the time on here, how in Hollywood, if you're making money and shit, they will keep shit secret. Like, it's a lot of messed up people up there in Hollywood. It's a lot of messed up people. It's a lot of messed up people. It's a lot of messed up people, old actors that have been out there for years, got all kind of mess on their name, but you, 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 like, you don't know. Look at how long Harvey Weinstein out there lasted. Look at how long y'all said R. Kelly was writing hits. Okay, listen, I'm, t- I'm just... When you, as long as you do valuable, you people might try to keep your stuff on the because you you making money for them. I'm not saying this is Jonathan Majors, but I'm just saying here's a new article saying he's shifty. Okay, let's listen. This weekend it was reported that well-known Hollywood actor Jonathan Majors was arrested and is accused of committing multiple offenses. The 32-year-old star, who is no longer in custody and denied the claims, has reportedly been charged with assault, strangulation, and harassment. This all stems from an altercation with his purported girlfriend in New York City on Friday. The Internet was set ablaze after the story was reported, with many sharing their personal takes on the situation. Amid a flurry of social comments, two directors have taken to the web and made additional claims against Major. One of them even alleges that he engaged in in vicious, cruel behavior. A.B. Allen, a rising filmmaker, is one of the individuals who has spoken out against Jonathan Majors in the aftermath of the arrest news. However, it would seem that that, that this actually isn't the first time that Allen has alluded to the Marvel star and his alleged behavior. The director, the director posted a message to Twitter back in February in which they, which they referred to an actor 
that the Internet has violently fallen head over heels for. Alan shared other thoughts uh, in the post as well, okay? The comments have seen renewed interest uh, since Lovecraft's country star was taken into custody. One user even screenshotted A.B. Allen's original post and opines that now we know who this tweet was about. Allen confirmed the assumption with a retweet retweet of their own, okay? A.B. Allen, who credits include Your Turn and Rough Draft, later apologized for the overly flippant tone used in the last post. In the two additional updates, they went on to clarify the knowledge they have of the star's alleged actions. The other director who's taken issue with the cane, the Conqueror actor, is Tim Nicoli, 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 a veteran Broadway and co-founder of Society Theater. Nicoli's comments have since been made private, but recorded, but were recorded by the direct. The creative made several serious accusations against the DA Five Blood alums, calling him a sociopath and an abuser. Commenters uh, subsequently asked why Tim Nikolai didn't have speak out sooner if he was aware of the alleged negative behavior on the actor's part. He responded by saying that people have tried, but that ultimately those trying to legitimize those allegations needed a victim to come forward. Nikolai claimed to be close to those who have in, who have been impacted by the A-lister's alleged actions. Jonathan Majors was arrested in New York early Saturday morning after authorities received a call from someone in the Chelsea neighborhood of Manhattan. His reported girlfriend told police that she and Majors got into an argument Friday evening while in a taxi. After the woman apparently tried to peek at the entertainer's phone, he, dang, that story sounds familiar, don't it? Mm. He reportedly got physical with the lady saying he grabbed her neck. She was subsequently taken to a hospital to be treated for laceration behind the ear, redness, and marks on her face and now said to be in stable condition. Mm. Okay, listen. And it says, these are two, these, though these accounts from the two directions should not be taken as fact right now, the severity of the accusation cannot be denied. Time will tell how this case plays out and whether others might uh, corroborate the stories. Okay, first of all, let me just say this. I'm one who always defends on here black males because black men can – in any little thing, and even and let me just say, even if this is true about Jonathan Majors, I'm not a person who believes you should be thrown away. You know, like thrown out of Hollywood, I think you should go get help if this is true, okay? But I'm going to get back to that in a minute. But I'm not one through, but I know how hard it is for black males to make it, especially this young man I heard, he had a, hard, a rough time coming up, all kind of stuff, everything. However... I can't say, I, I'm going to tell you, I, my gut is like, mm, I, I hope he ain't bad, but, you know. <sighs> Let me say this. If you're a black male in the world of celebrity, and you know you got some messed up things about you, you know you got some shit about yourself that is just not right. I would advise you to get yourself together. Character, they will protect you as long as your talent is bringing in finances. If this is true, if this is, even if he knows it, if you know it's true and they cover it up, Jonathan, let me, somebody pass the video, you know Jonathan, pass it on to him. If you know it's true, 
and you know you will kick somebody's head, you a world that if you got a woman beating problem, even if you know it's true, go get some help because they'll only cover for you as long as you are valuable to them. And in the moment you ain't, they'll start pulling receipts. So it's important to get your character right. You can be talented as hell. You can have your talent. Your talent can stand out. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And he got mad talent. But that don't mean he ain't crazy. I heard a lot of stuff. I ain't saying he is, but I'm just saying if he is, go get you some help. Go get you some anger management classes. Go get you some situations. Deal with the stuff that's going on with you. Don't let your talent put you where your character can't keep you. Because eventually, it'll be another story and another story and another story. And they can keep they can keep them down for as long as possible, but people talk. You don't want to be Harvey Weinstein where 20 years from now, or R. Kelly, 30 years from now, they start pulling your receipts, even with some false accusations, because it'd be easy to throw on. Now it's easy to throw on a woman beater uh, story on him, because even though if this turns out not to be true, he still got the accusation on him. And that's terrible. I hate that kind of thing, but he still got the accusation on him. And it'll be easy for you got now you he gotta be real careful. Because now, you know, people will be uh, uh uh quick to throw on something to you now, if you hit somebody look like you even push somebody. So and you can just ask Chris Brown that. Okay. So, uh they'll protect you for a what little while, but I suggest you go get your character right. Then what Marvel's talking about, if you ain't got your manhood right, if you still you suffering, you you angry and got anger inside and ugliness inside, trust me, they can only keep that stuff for so long. And people be on the streets talking anyway about you, like these allegedly these two directors. And I'm hearing this even it's more maybe people coming gonna come out saying stuff. So if you know you got a problem, and, you know, I don't like, it's just like that young man with they threw that one young man who's a tremendous actor, too. I forget his name. He played Easy e They just kind of threw his career away after a couple of accusations. I hated that because, to me, that's unfortunate because there's so many white male uh, uh, movie stars and singers and stuff that's been known to be problematic, and they didn't get their careers thrown away like that. You know, I'm always for people going to get themselves work, get getting yourselves right. And nobody's perfect. People gonna make mistakes, but being an abuser is a huge issue. And if you got a problem with it, I, it's not that I don't think people can come back from abuse, being abused. Sometimes it be people need to get their anger management skills together. People need to get uh, people have problems, childhood trauma that causes them to act out as they get older. I'm not saying, hey, it's okay for him. To, I'm not okay in what he's done if he's did it. I'm just saying that people sometimes need help. I ain't saying he don't need no jail time if he did that either. I'm just saying you need some help. And if you really did this, 
Marvel covering it up, or whoever, allegedly, I ain't saying they did, but any people who got investments in it, let me take that back, anybody who got investments in you and trying to cover you, don't they not really going to help you in the long run. What's going to help you is going to get some help if you've done something so stupid. That's plenty of men out there to be doing that. They they be they will be you know, that's one thing y'all y'all gotta understand. Remember all the rumors? Listen, I knew allegedly I used to go to I went to remember in the movie James Brown <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. Allegedly there was rumors years ago about James Brown beating women and this ain't no secret, okay? That James Brown used to kick some butt. I knew a lady that they even mentioned, I ain't going to say the name, in the James Brown movie. They mentioned her in the movie, okay? This particular woman, I used to know her. She played piano at my church when I was growing up. And my family used to tell me stories. So she said they, uh, some people used to say allegedly that, she, that James Brown used to whoop her at a, and now he has only accused of whooping her a. He was allegedly accused of whooping Tammy Terrell and other people out in these streets. I know stories. I ain't gonna have to put them. But he, but they nobody kept people kept that secret stuff for years, allegedly. Okay, it's a lot of celebrities to be out here getting protected. It's a story now. I don't even, I don't even want to tell this way because I like I saw a blonde item and I was like, I wouldn't, I won't say the name. I think I've said the name once on here before when the blonde item was solved, but my heart won't let me believe it. But about a celebrity who might have been a serial killer, they were investigating him one time for serial killer. It breaks my heart to think about it. Yes, he was a singer, allegedly. And allegedly he had a problem with young girls. I mean, you know, he, Art Kelly ain't brand new out in these streets. There's been a lot of Art Kellys in the music industry, even rappers. People will be protected when they have money. I'm not saying this is what's going on with Jonathan. That's not what I'm saying at all. He could be a great guy. I'm just saying he do got crazy guy. But he still could be a great, great guy, a nice guy. But my thing is... People, you need to develop your character, develop who you are. Just because you get money and wealth, they say when you get money, you just become more of what you are. So if you was a jerk when you didn't have money, you'd be, I mean, when you, if you was a jerk when you didn't have money, you got money, you're just going to be more of a jerk. So the thing is, though, to get help and get, get yourself together, money doesn't build character. Fame doesn't build character. Fame will expose character eventually, but um, and money will uh, money will uh, expand whatever that character is eventually. But it does not. It, it just does not clean up. Talent doesn't doesn't clean your your character. You have tons of talent. You can have great, awesome talent. It doesn't mean you're a nice person. 
It doesn't mean you have great character. You have ethics or morals. I, you know, I mean, I've known so many. I mean, growing up, I knew so many times the people in the hood who was just straight criminals. <laughs> had no morals or character. <laughs> but they was talented in various ways. But it didn't, it, they didn't have no character. So it's important for, especially as y'all, I know as y'all look at today, I'm gonna talk about celebrity a little bit more because I saw an article that was kind of like shocking from 2020. Because I had listened to someone, I was listening to a show that was, you know, like a political show, and they were talking about the influence of celebrity on Black America, and I was shocked about this study. So I'm gonna talk about it a little later on, but it is so important for you young people and just people, period. Who are who are who are wanting to go into a career or a lifestyle or certain things? I'm going to tell you this: the most important thing you can do, whatever career you're getting ready to venture off into, whether it's the world of you know, it's so many ways, so many careers you can go into. But you not only need to develop. Your skills has for your career, for what you're doing, your talent. You just, you know, the one thing you have to sharpen is your spiritual man and your character. That's facts. I can't tell y'all enough that. And it ain't going to be easy sometimes because even if you're a good person, you got ethics and stuff, your spiritual character will be tested. You ain't going to always be perfect out in these streets. Right? It's not, and nobody's perfect. But you you have to develop, and the most perfect people go through stuff. But it's how they handle what they went through, how they handle a mistake, how they handle a, 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 a moral issue in their life or something like that. And so what I say for y'all, because everybody's going to meet it, you're going to all meet some stuff as you, get, as you go into this thing. And it's just the, the most important thing you can do for yourself, more important than sharpening your skill set, have your talent set, more important than sharpening your uh, uh, your, uh, uh, your your network, I mean, who you network with and who you know. The most important thing you can sharpen about yourself is your spiritual man. And then all the other stuff will come. You can have discipline for your career, but if you ain't got discipline for the type of you know to for your spirit man and the type of person you you need to you want to become, then that can ruin your career. So that's just all I gotta say. This is just this story is not. I mean, I'm gonna say I'm I'm shocked about how quick this this stuff is coming from coming, but then again, I'm not because a lot of people get into showbiz. And there are a lot of issues there. And I'm not saying that's what Jonathan Majors, maybe he was lied on and all this stuff, but I'm just saying, hey, it is, you know, it, it's, to me it's an opportunity to say to y'all, make sure you keep your character and your mind and your spirit straight, okay? All right, so, y'all, we get back up in these streets as part two. Okay, I want to talk about the influence of celebrity on black America. Child, I looked at this, I I was like, what? I couldn't believe it last night when somebody said that the most most influential group of people on black celebrity, on black America, 
when they're as consumers is celebrity. And then it all made sense to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. You know, I've, I've called them product placement people in the past. But now I'm for sure that we got a lot of product placement people in the house, okay? So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about uh, what else I'm going to talk to you about. I didn't get a chance to talk to you about it yesterday. Um, uh, we want to talk. Oh, I'm going to finish talking about. We're going to talk about Nick Cannon and the Mariah Carey thing. I think I touched on it a little bit the other day. Uh, Diddy's reality show. Somebody saying Charlie Wilson, which I love Charlie Wilson. The time about he better than Luther. Listen, ain't nobody better than Luther. Okay, we're not going to even go there. I, there's nobody. I, nobody. No, nobody. <laughs> I said what I said, okay? And we're going to talk about this billionaire who dumped his wife while she got dementia. <laughs> the world, the world is going crazy, okay? We got a whole lot to talk about. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, oh, God, it's just so much. Okay, so we'll, I, we'll talk about it when I get back. Meanwhile, we'll just listen to a little bit of music. Uh, we're going to listen to... Slave, just a touch. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all.
talking like voice for voice. Voice for voice. Bro, I don't I'm sorry, man. Voice I, for voice. I know you do this. And God, damn. Voice for voice? You got Charlie Luther. You right. got Charlie was over Luther. Way over Luther. Way over Luther. Way over Like way over him. Way over him. Way over.
she came out there, she was talking stuff. Like, okay, it was, <laughs> she was like, they trying to turn out my microphone. I'm like, okay, girl, you better get out here and get off the stage because Luther about to come. What is going on here? And she was just really talking about, you know, they just really started trying to sabotage me and everything. Uh, this, she was just, she, she talked more stuff than she sang a little bit, okay? So you can tell she was probably, even though I like this particular singer, okay? And no, it was not Anita Baker, okay? Child. They dimmed the lights in the, you know, how they dimmed the lights. And this was at the amphitheater. It was outside. I can remember the Starlight Theater. And all you could hear, it was silence. All you could hear was Luther singing a chair is still a chair, with no music. They cut off all the music. Like, just like, he just wiped her ass right off the set. I mean, just, like, he did that for, like, two minutes. Like sang the whole song, and then they cut the microphones, and he came out on stage and just started singing. Had everybody going off, off. I mean, it wasn't. It was. It was like the church service. Oh my God! It was. I will never forget. I, I, you could not mess with Luke. Listen, it wasn't just the voice, because the voice was perfect. God, God just blew like God sings through Luke. But not only that, it wasn't just that. And, you know, they said the devil was a musical instrument. I believe the devil would be jealous of Luther, okay? Lucifer would be jealous. And they say Lucifer was a musical instrument. Lucifer would be jealous, okay? It was his performance skills, everything. Luther is the only person. Just stand there. Stand there. Stand there. People shouting like they in church. Listen, y'all is not going to do this. I don't sing Uncle Charlie. Charlie got to work hard. He works real hard. I love him. I love his shows. But Ch- I done seen him with the Gap Band, too, in my the heyday, okay, a couple of times. Okay? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Not even my favorite. Sorry, favorite. Well, my fave sings always and forever. I'm like, nope, because I can hear Luther singing it. <laughs> no. No, and no, and no. Luther sang so well, God needed him all. Man, I got to leave me alone talk about Luther. I'm going to not let people do this. I love Charlie Wilson, but he can't mess with Luther. Nobody can. Okay. Except for Sam Cooke. Close. I don't know if he can. Let's see what I said. All right. Oh, man, Nick Cannon this week. I got to talk about it. For a second, yesterday I didn't get to get into it, <laughs> but <laughs> Bossop says unserious. This is from Bossop dot com. They say unserious serial inseminator Nick Cannon says committing to one woman would be a disservice to his family. <laughs> oh, what is going the world coverage? <laughs> no, yeah. Nick, 12 kids and counting, Ken loves, loves, love, but says he won't commit to one woman, even the six mothers of his dozen children. Lord have mercy. The Wild and Out creator is notorious for his basketball team of kids, but his romantic life remains a mystery, okay? Uh, oh, God, it's just. I, you know what I really feel sorry for most? These women who've allowed him to yeah, But you know what? They're okay with it. I mean, I guess it's the checks that they like. But it's like, 
And then he said that Mariah Carey was like it for him. He's like she was like the love of his life. I mean, how do you feel like you done gave birth to like two babies and stuff or two and three? And he's up there talking about Mariah. Like that's a, like that's it for me. I fell in love with Mariah. I mean, it's wow. It's just wow. I mean, it's just it. It's it's just like kind of like being. I mean. It's sad. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. And it's like, why would you even want to steal, like, I don't know. I, why would you give him any more keys after that? He says, it doesn't even say I, I hopeless romantic. I have fearless romantic tattooed on my back. I love love. I fall in love in like a day, he joked. He don't love you. He loves, he don't even love love. He loves dopamine. <laughs> like the feel of the dopamine. Like he lo- like I feel when Liddy Kravitz, like I see Liddy Kravitz, like dopamine. Like, you know, that, that, but you, like, like you don't know his ass, right? <laughs> he loves, he loves dopamine. He loves you chicks. Like when he sees you, like you beautiful and stuff, he's like, oh, I'm in love. He don't know nothing about you. He don't, he, he don't care. He just love, love. And then once he hit it and put that baby in there, he probably ain't interested no more. Nick gushed about reading romance novels and a steady rotation old school love songs. Nick also admitted therapy helped him from healthy boundaries about loving the experience more than the person. It's still not only about finding one individual for the non-monogamous mogul. Okay, I think the origins of monogamy feel like ownership. Mm, Okay, I want you to be free, able to move how you want to move. I don't want to put any uh, restraints on you. I say to define you is to confine you. (laughs) I love you, wow. What if somebody told you you're only allowed to have one friend for the rest of your life? (laughs) Are you talking about intimacy? At some point, all that stuff, work, all the stuff working, you're you're going to need somebody that you can rock with as a friend forever. Uh, Nick doesn't care about following tradition. He thinks monogamous relationship right now would compromise his family more than strengthen it. Funny stabilization, which children need, would compromise. Like he don't give a he. This is, and this is what I try to say to him: women really pick the minds of men you're going to have children with. Because, you know, um, kids, you know, you got, you guys got it backwards. Y'all like, not to say that two-parent homes, because I know some two-parent homes that be delivering messed up kids, right? Shit, there be some two-parent homes out here doing some wild stuff, okay? But for the most part, most children who come out of two-parent homes and some stabilization and stuff like that, or even if their families have been divorced, Sometimes, and they've got some healing, they still tend to come out better. You do not want to be having a child. Y'all got it backwards. Somebody who's saying, I can't make a commitment to, and I understand, listen, I'm not dissing single motherhood. Anybody could be a single mother. If you're having sex out there and you ain't married, anybody, any, it could happen to anybody, accident, whatever. Okay? 
but however, understand the consequences, that there can be consequences for that. And understand that if somebody can't make a commitment to you in a marriage, how are they going to make a commitment to your child? I don't understand it. Like, y'all be out here talking about, I don't want, I don't want no uh, uh, marriage, but I'm, I'm, I have these babies. Like, how? That, like, family structure requires some sort of commitment, some sort of dedication to the kids, some sort of saying, hey, even if it doesn't work out, you still say you tried it. But for the most part, for those, I'm just saying, for people who just sitting out here talking, about, I'm gonna just have these baby, I'm gonna have no baby, I don't need no baby daddy, I don't need no, I don't need him gotta be around, you know what I'm saying? I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a concubine. No, it's crazy. Even coming from a rich celebrity male who sounds, who's talking about he reads, you know how childish he sounds. Listen to him. Nick gushed about reading romance novels and a steady rotation of old-school love songs. He's a kid. He's a little boy. Talking about he reading the rotation. And so every time he's recreating shit, he's trying to recreate a film. He's like a dope addict, but he's addicted to love. And you know what? I get it because people, listen, listen. Trust me, when people are committed, they fall out of love every day. People be like, I don't like his ass, I don't like her ass and all that stuff. I get that. I, I understand that. And then sometimes you, you outgrow people, which to me, it doesn't, there are relation marriages that outgrow each other, which is, to me, growth, outgrowth doesn't mean they don't love each other. They, I've known couples who loved each other very dearly, but they just had outgrown the marriage. Shit like that happens, okay? Outgrowth, that means that we're going two different directions, I love that person, but it's just not here nor there or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, stuff like that. Okay. So that those things, growth is an inner um, thing that happens, a mission that happens. But when we're talking about people who who like who get into relationships and they're in a relationship and they're going, well, I don't like them no more. I don't got that feeling no more. I ain't got that this and that. I ain't got that. What the fuck? Like what? Uh, it, it ain't the same as when we were single. No, not if y'all got babies and stuff. <laughs> or it ain't the, uh, I don't get the dopamine. You, Yeah, you don't got to know the person. That's going to wear out. The question is, is your growth, can you guys grow and sustain together? Are you still on the same page? You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that when that happens. With, you know, people don't be on the same page. But when we're talking about my feelings are fickle and all this stuff, like he's a fickle dude. He like he don't he just loves experiencing romance. And he's a, and I get it because I love. I'm a person who loves the love. I like love. I'm I have a Libra stallion. I like love. Okay, I love the feeling. I like the dopamine. Feeling, I like all that. Okay, I think that most people do. A lot of people do. Okay, however, I'm just saying that you have to get to know people. You can't, you, you know how that how long that dopamine film lasts? It don't last long, okay? So, so ladies, just just understand if you're getting with somebody and if they're serious about getting to know you, if they're serious about wanting to uh, commit to you, if they're serious about wanting to know who you are as a person, 
like so they can really fall in love with you. Falling in love with a feeling, it ain't even love he falling in love with. He just falling in love with, like I said, dopamine. Falling in love with dopamine is not the same as being in love. Like loving a person regardless of what's going on. Like, And then he's trying to do that old line about like, what did he say around here about that? It doesn't even, uh, I think the origins of monogamy feel like ownership. No, listen, here, listen, it depends on who you're married to. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no ownership. I, people free to leave anytime they like. You just have to get through the paper side. <laughs> Right, but you free. Ain't, ain't no, ain't no. I don't believe in that. I don't, I don't think monogamy is co- commitment is not ownership. Now there are some people who think that, but commitment is not ownership. Deciding to be committed—that's a decision. You can walk away from that shit anytime you like. Dudes like him sell that to dumb girls. Okay, having a. I, you can move a lot of times. He said, I want you to be able to move how you want to move. Do you think them girls with them babies move the way they want to move? No, 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 no. We're going to talk about it here since he's talking shit. You think them girls who got his babies is moving how they want to move since he's talking shit right now. I want you to be able to move how you want to move. If one of them chicks say, all right, you know what, Nick, I'm getting ready to move over here, you know, and he ain't got no money, and they say, I'm getting ready to move overseas with my new man, and everything, and you 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 gonna be limited in who, how you see the how you see your kids. Who you think gonna raise hell? Nick, is you moving how you wanna move, girls? Concubines, Nick Cannon is concubines. Don't let them fool you with that. I just want you to be able to move how you want. I wanna move how I wanna move. Nick can move how he wanna move because he ain't living with the baby. I dumped her. I mean, as soon as the kid get, especially if I had a boy, I'd be like, Nah, you about to keep this kid. <laughs> but that's me. Because if more women would let allow him to raise him, you see it'd be different. But he he can move how he want to move. You can't because he got you saddled with a baby. I don't want to put any restraints on you. Well, no, nah, you don't want to put no restraints because you already got her pregnant. She got the restraint, a big old eighteen year restraint, eighteen to twenty one. Well, now eighteen to twenty six because you can carry them on your insurance till they twenty six, right? You got it. He talking about you got it. You can move. I say define to I, I say to define you is to confine you. You confine for nine. You confine when you got that baby on your head. And for women, it's even harder. Can I say this, girls? When you're a single mother, I've had friends who are single mothers. It's hard to find a man when you're a single mother. You have to have so, you know what, either my girlfriends who I've known, some, not all of them, they don't, you know, some of my girl, people over the years that I've known, either they were very, they had such restricted, a lot of my friends d- dedicated their time, but a lot of my friends, sometimes they found themselves like letting in bad certain things they shouldn't have let into their household to people they were married, you know, they, when they weren't married. Because it's hard to be a single mother. You got to, you got to go through, you got to and even a single father, because you got to, you know, look, vet people out. Make sure they okay to be around your kids and they ain't crazy. So it limits you and your choices. And a lot of people don't want to be bothered with you when you got kids. So this Negro right here, Nick Cannon, 
is selling wolf tickets, girl. He lying, talking about he wants you. I want you to be able to move how you want to move, but getting you pregnant at the same time. How you gonna move like you want to move, girl? Bye. And then you waiting on them child support texts and all that. So, girl, get out. He's full of crap. Pursuing just woman, one woman would do a disservice to Nick Cannon's family. Also, apparently, you not moving how you want to move. Because if you want you, so Nick's saying he can't have one woman because it's a disservice to y'all, so he's lying. He ain't moving how he want to move. He said, hey, I, I mean, being with one woman might be a disservice to all the rest of you brought. So he's making it your fault anyway. Nick isn't just uninterested in finding a wife, has one of the hardest working men in Hollywood. He doesn't have much time for a girlfriend. Nick even said pursuing just one woman, one woman would do a disservice to his family. My focus is on my children. Yeah, right. And then my business. I literally don't have time, he said. But you got time. See, girls, what he's doing? Wow, this is terrible for these women. If I was reading this article and I was one of them baby mamas, his door would literally be closed. My door would literally be closed except for business. I'd be like, we can have a mediator come to pick up the children. I don't, I'm, we're not going to have this. We can have a friendship, but there's no relationship here. You're not coming in here uh, 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 impregnating me and have no attachments and have no, and move like a single man and move like a man who ain't got responsibilities. Damn that. That's what you're trying to do. My focus now, children, in my business, I literally don't have time to say, explain that. It might take four months for a second day. I don't have that energy. I don't have the bandwidth. I feel like I do a disservice to my family I'm out if, I, if I'm out here looking for love. But he's doing a disservice to his family uh, for, by having multiple homes with multiple children. That, he's already doing a disservice to his family. See, this dude is this is this is played, okay? I'm just telling y'all, and the him and the Diddies and all these people in the world, you girls got to stop that. You 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 you're worth more than a man who wants to go around here and play games. They this also applies to the mothers of Nick's children: Mariah Carey, Brittany Bell, Abby De La Rosa. Bree Tressy, Lanisha Nicole, he said that he loves each of the women and cherishes their unique bonds, but committing to one would be unfair to others. I love them. They're amazing, Nick said, but you you don't see a future with one of them. The Shade Room Social Content Director, Thimby, asked, yeah, they're the mother of my kids. Nick joked about skipping a beat without skipping a beat. I mean, even just one of them. Yeah, but then it does a disservice to the ones to the other ones, that's what he said. I'm over here, and if you want to see me, I'll be at the house. Wow. <laughs> you know what? You know this Negro. He, if he didn't have no money, if he, he better be glad he got money. Okay, I said, so I said, mm-mm-mm. Wow. This is, this is terrible. I just want, I've, I've read this because I want you girls to understand this. Wait, on a serious note, Nick emphasized his respect and personal dynamics with each woman in his life. Uh, I don't like to generalize. Every person I had a child with, we had a real connection from a solidary space uh, of years of understanding that is going to be, uh, we don't take it lightly. 
He said, when it comes to a single woman having a special place in his heart, his ex-wife Mariah is still the greatest love. And when he broke down the, and she will probably tell you, when he broke down the fantasy of Mariah, this is a little boy who's immature and can't, he just wants to go around and break a fantasy. And he wants to break, and, and that's what he's doing to you other you other women. He's breaking down a fantasy because y'all not setting up a standard. Mariah set up a standard. She made his ass get married. See, her kids got something that everybody else ain't got. Okay? He, she made, she's like, nah, I ain't going to be that over here. Okay? That's why he's talking about she the greatest love of my life. Because she had a standard. The standard is I, get, I need a ring. You other chicks ain't got no standards. That's why he be talking to y'all like y'all, like y'all, like y'all, like y'all, like R. Kelly saying, you remind me of my Jeep. <laughs> he talking like y'all like special cars. <laughs> I do a disservice to one if I drive one more than the other. But the love of his life, he done made songs about it and everything is Mariah because Mariah set a damn standard. Even if it didn't work, she set a standard. Girl, set a standard. Set a standard. Set a standard. And it's a difference. Let me tell you something. It is a difference when you know. When you know you were conceived. I mean, it's heck, listen, if you got here on the earth, it it really don't to me it doesn't, you know, matter how you how you handle your life is how you handle your life. People who are conceived out of a lot of different things, you know, one night stands, all kind of stuff like that. But it makes so much when you know your parents like loved each other. Like how the mother kids gonna feel when when he's on there talking about yeah, the love of my life though was Mariah. The mother, the, 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 the Morocco, Morocco, uh, Rock and Rock. They know they mom was it. Yeah. Just you know, just don't be stupid. A lot of these, these girls are stupid. They no matter if they that one Dabby De La Rosa, she's a great crazy one coming on here trying to explain. You see, well, I know I have my life. She's trying to explain being dumb. Don't be dumb, girls. Can I tell you? Don't be dumb. Okay. Be smart out in these streets. Don't have no more babies by Nick Cannon. Don't don't nobody give Nick Cannon. I know it's a dummy that's gonna probably give him a thirteen. 14th and a 15th. It's probably some dummies out here. But I'm trying to save somebody from being a dummy because it's not just about a paycheck. It's not about uh, being with a famous dude like Nick Cannon and all that stuff. It is about your child, the legacy you leave. Now, if you want to screw around with Nick Cannon and have a good time, okay, I ain't, I ain't, that's your business. Okay, that's okay. But having bringing a child into the world with this fool, don't do it. That's, that's all I want to say. There's plenty of other men out here, okay? Plenty. All right. Oh, what's next? Jermaine Dupree addresses people discrediting him about the remarks about creating 106 in part. Child. Oh, Lord. Do you really care? This is according to Revolt says, Jermaine Dupree is staying steadfast to the belief that he helped make 106 in Park, has previously reported by Revolt. The producer ruffled a few feathers when he claimed that he made the popular music video countdown show to launch Wow to superstardom. During the previous, okay, you guys, I'm hearing my my time thing is uh, running, so I got to change my headset 
So I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, we'll finish talking about Jermaine Dupree and uh, the foolishness of the 106 in parts thing, because it just says a lot to me. That means you, did you, what did you do out here? Did you, like, was you throwing, was you rigging 106 in parts? <laughs> All right, I'll be back in a moment, y'all. We're going to listen to Mark Morrison return in the back. Be back in a second.
Talking Hot Topics Sunday, y'all, part two of the show I didn't have yesterday. So we were talking about Jermaine Dupree, right? Jermaine, trying to argue that he is the reason that 106 in Park ever existed, okay? Uh, he said he made, uh, uh, he 
ruffled a few feathers when he claimed that he made the popular music video countdown show to allow Bow Wow to superstardom. You know, well, Bow Wow was considered Mr. 106 in part. So if you helped launch it for Bow Wow's career, that tells me 106 in part. It feels like it tells me. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just making assumptions here, you know, allegedly. I mean, it sounds like was 106 in part rigged because he, because of that. I mean, that doesn't. Like that doesn't sound good when you say you use it for a, bow, a launching for Bow Wow because he because he was considered one of the most you know people who appeared on the countdown a lot so it's kind of like mm, does that help Bow Wow like it doesn't it feels like you make you you shading your artists a little bit it feels like oh you know it, it, I don't know okay but it says during a previous appearance on the God the God Show. Podcast, the priest said that he was inspired by MTV's TRL. So the Coco Dust executive went on to recall speaking directly with Stephen Hills, BT, then head of program about the creation of the show. And well, the rest is history. However, both Hill and Bow spoke out saying that the priest had a vastly different recollection of how the series, which was first hosted by personality three and AJ Calloway, came to fruition. Now, in an appearance on The Breakfast Club, the Welcome to Atlanta hitmaker laid out exactly how he feels he helped influence the launching of 106 in part and how people can be quick to discredit the work he's done behind the scenes. Uh, let's see here. Wait a minute, what did it happen? Okay. Oh, goodness. Hold on, y'all. I lost my little place. All right. If you don't see Jermaine uh, Dupree working, you don't see me doing what we got to do, then you're going to always, you're not going to believe anything that happened started with, Songwriters Hall of Fame inductee on fr- uh, Friday, March the 24th. The entertainer used the rap game as a prime example of the work he does to create paths for his artists to succeed. In the Dupree's case, the rap competition that consisted of teams helped to put artists out, such as Lado and Jayla Marie, on the map. If you didn't see it and I said I created a TV show to introduce you to Lado, somebody would challenge that. Somebody would challenge you and say, no, you don't. He noted the pre further explained. If they had this idea in in mind, they mind prior to me saying this, then God bless them. But I'm saying what artist was they going to launch that show with? Because I provided the artist that made that show what the show became. It wasn't no Chris Brown before Bow Wow. It wasn't no Lil Romeo before Bow Wow. Okay. <laughs> Listen here. It's semantic semantics, okay? The whole thing is I see why Bow Wow is defending himself because it sounds like he feels, I would think he feels like, like you're trying to say that because they launched this program for me, that's the reason why I was on the countdown. So I see why he's kind of against it. And perhaps you gave Stephen Hill the idea maybe, but that doesn't mean you create the show. Like that's a whole different thing in terms of creating a show. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Weird, okay? But who cares? It's the funk now, right? <laughs> Holly Bailey defends herself from backshot backlash over swarm sexting. I'm an actress. I was doing my job. It's according to bossup.com. Chloe Bailey um, says, uh, pipe down, no pun intended, when it comes to her swarm sexting. Okay? The singer actress had the internet real hot with the opinions about her steamy scene with Damson De- 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 Idris. In uh, Janine Neighbors and Donald Glover's new prime video series, Big Boy addressed the controversial pound down on his radio, Big Boy Neighborhood. Chloe defended her choice, saying 
she's an artist, and y'all don't need to be sensitive about, and y'all don't need to be sensitive about her shit. I'm an actress, and I feel like it's about art, Chloe said. When I first received the script, I was just like, it was just insane and gorgeous, and I think people forget in the plot of the scene. It's hot about seeing me in the mirror. Uh, it's not about seeing me in the mirror of the scene, but I think because it's me doing it that kind of makes it blown out of proportion, but I'm barely seen for two seconds in that. Okay, uh, let's listen to Chloe make her little excuses here. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Let's go. There's a lot of backlash over the sex scene. And I watched the sex scene, and, and not, not on a perverted stuff. I watched yeah. it two or three times. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why is because I missed why everybody was, going was upset. Yeah. And then I watched it again. I'm like, okay, like, did I miss something? And then the third time, I just saw, like, a reflection. Yeah, that's all it is. So I'm an actress, you know, and I feel like it's about art. And when I first received the script, I was just like, Oh, it was just insane and gorgeous, and I think people are actually forgetting the plot of that scene. Right. It's not about seeing me in the mirror yeah. of that scene, but I think because it's me doing it, that's what kind of makes it blow out of proportion, but I'm barely seen for two seconds in that. I know. Yeah. Did Damson, did he get uh, any other backlash? I don't think so, oh, he, uh, because he's a fella, fan. The fellas get the high five. Yeah. And you see more yeah. of I was like, Damson, what are you doing, Damson? <laughs> Yes, Chloe, you're an actress and you're a good one. Better than your mentor. Does <laughs> <laughs> uh, that shade, yes? Somebody in key, please? No, uh, listen, here's the thing. Uh, Chloe, I don't actually see that that was a necessary thing, okay? I mean, I know that's what they had in her coming in staring. There could have been a lot of ways that they could have showed you guys having sex and stuff like that, and I know the writers are going to come up with some crazy way reason for why they had it. But here's the thing with you. The thing with you is that you're becoming over-sexualized. I don't I, – listen, I'm a girl who likes to be se- – I'm a grown woman, first of all, who likes to be sexy. I, hey, I like – when I get the chance to be sexy – I like being sexy. I, I think it's a, an empowering feeling. I get her the feeling of the, the, the dopamine feeling she's having with her over-sexualized energy. She's, she's feeling empowered, but she's not having any balance. That's my concern about Chloe. Chloe is becoming, like, so over-sexualized. It's like she, I think she's seeing it now because you're starting to see a little bit more pictures with some more clothes on. She's still naked, but and she, and she feels defiance in it. Like, that's the, the thing about when you're young. Sometimes when you're young, you don't see things until, like, down the line and stuff like that. But I always tell young girls, when I was a girl, sometimes sometimes it did me good to listen to older women. Sometimes it didn't. You know, you had to know when, when, how to filter information. But a lot of times I try to listen when women would tell me things. I would try my best because even though – and I got lots of great I, – I believe in listening to your elders. I really do. I got – even now, not all the time, because some of them be so crazy and you have some wild stuff to say. But uh, elders who who 
who can speak into your life and speak wisdom. Sometimes you may not go their way, but you should have an ear open to it. And she's so defiant because she wants, because I feel like she doesn't feel, there's no empowerment coming from self. The empowerment is coming from this sex, this, this, this new, because when you're in your 20s, when you discover sexuality, like you have some sort of sexual prowess, you become empowered by that a little bit. And you don't understand that you need to, it's not just about your sexual power, you know, because I think, like, you, when you, when the first time, listen, when the first time I wore, like, a fitting dress and I saw people was like, how they was sliding to my hips and stuff, I was like, whoa. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, look at this. (laughs) Look at this. Oh, I'm cute. Oh my God! And I'm a Leo ascendant too, so I see. See, I'm a Scorpio. I be in, I be in like the conflict because I'm a Scorpio sun and I'm a Leo ascendant. So my Scorpio be wanting to hide sometimes, but sometimes my Leo like to show out. You know, my Leo be like, we show out. Scorpio be like, calm down. But I'm, Leo be like, show out, show out. <laughs> right. So like, so when I was done, I get that feeling. Like you know, I was like, whoa, that was empowering, right? But I also understood that that's not the only thing I wanted people to understand, know about me. Because eventually when you started, like I was trying to get a balance, learn a balance. As a, I can see myself as a young girl trying to grab that balance of trying, like, you know, people thinking, oh, she got a, you know, she got a little bit of body on her, you know, back then. <laughs> you know, she got a little bit of body on her and all this stuff, stuff like that. And trying to, and then after a little while, that preceding me when I walked into a room. And then I started thinking to myself, you know, and as older women started talking to me, you want to be known for something, what, who you are. Like, not just, like, I like, I still like being sexy. I still like to walk into a room and have a cute little, you know, even though I'm plus size girl, I still, because I still got, you know, I got nice, you know, I got nice things. I like to, I like to show them. So, so I like to be, like, in a classy way. So I get, you know, I, I still like that, like to be, but I also know there are other empowering things about me. And I don't have to dress like that to be, you know, sexy. I'm sexy. I can be sexy with just a regular outfit on. You know what I'm saying? But there are sometimes I, I have balances, balance with it. And I think what we're seeing with Chloe is she's feeling that feeling because the show business is probably magnified a thousand times. And everybody's talking about, girl, yes, bitch, yes, and all that stuff, all your peers and stuff. I work that body and show that body. And you're feeling empowered through that. And what I would tell her is spend time, spend a little while in your clothes and find other things to be empowered by than just showing your sexuality on your um on your uh, on your Instagram, I know that's part of imaging. I know that's the thing they want you to sell as a celebrity, and I get that. But how about selling is uh, uh, sharing to uh, coming on as a cute jeans and a shirt and sharing sharing with them your favorite book or your favorite movie or your fa- and I know she talks sometimes, but sometimes it's, it's y'all eye gate is getting used to her sexuality, and we're not seeing all the beautiful, empowering things about her. Like, I used to see her writing and doing stuff like that. I think she needs to spend more time doing that sometimes. And then, and then every now and then, shock us with sexy. Because sexy ain't so shocking no more out here. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just not. It's just not because everybody is naked, you know, and stuff like that. This is not, you know, it's not shocking. 
<laughs> I mean, and, and uh, you know, it. I feel like she needs to get to know, feel empowered in other ways. And then once you get understand that there is an empowerment, like you, that there are other ways you can be empowered by being smart, by being able to play, maybe if you can play an instrument, being able to, uh, 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 and sometimes you have to say no to that things like that because you got to say, hey, I'm already sexualized. I don't want everybody to see me have over-sexualized. You know, that was one of Marilyn Monroe's things. People don't know. I wish people would listen to the story of Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe was a great actress, but she was scared that she was over-sexualized a lot. She was so sexy, man. Hey, Marilyn was sexy. She had that. Marilyn had, uh, I think, a Midhaven, Midhaven and Taurus. I have that same Midhaven. I I feel like you like you know you you, you if you have that mid haven you're known to be sexy. I, I that's one of the things I liked about mid Marilyn Monroe because I was like oh she has the same mid haven as I did, which is a, a it's your job description or what you may do. It's a lot to mid haven in your astrology chart. But Marilyn was very sexualized through her career, but she was actually a very good actress. She, but people couldn't see it because. Every all the roles she kept getting were sexuality, sexuality, and, and towards the end of her life, that's why she was trying to work at stuff like the, uh, I believe it was um, through uh, uh, saying the name like Strasbourg Theater and stuff like that, and work work under him. Um, uh, so um, so that she could be known more for her her she wanted to be known as a great actress. Strasburg, yeah, she wanted to be. Uh, uh, she wanted. I think. I, uh, I think she. She. That was one of her. Her big thing. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, huh? But she was. It was one of the uh, uh, big things about her. She wanted to. She wanted to be taken seriously because they had over-sexualized her. And she felt like that was affecting her. And I feel like the same thing for Chloe. Look, Chloe, you need to listen to grown folks. Trying to tell you something. You're young and you're defiant now. But when that's all they're offering you is, hey, can you be a hooker? Can you can you toot that booty up again? You know, I mean, just, you know, it's okay. I understand. I'm an actress, too. To be an actress, sometimes you got to take certain roles. Uh, and they do mean something, nudity scenes and stuff like that. But right now you're being over-sexualized. And so, in my opinion, she should not, she should have said, no, I won't do that. But I will do a sex scene, but it needs to be a little different. Because you, you're, she ain't going to get it. You know, they got, it, you sometimes you don't get to get old. And then you realize when you walk into the room, your boot, your, 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 your sexuality is perceiving you instead of your, the thing that you felt so empowered by is now disempowering you. When the real empowerment, sexuality is a tool, like it's a part of your makeup and personality, being sexy, it's a part of who you are, but it's not all of who you are. You build those strengths, you, you build that stuff into other things about you. I started realizing it was smart to be, it was sexy to be smart. <laughs> you know, especially when I got plus size, because I would just be like, you know, it wasn't such, you know, you know, 
I mean, I'm not huge, but I, but I had I re, I realized that it was you know that people started being, I thought, hey, you know what, people are more attracted to my mind. I got a straighter, I got, I, I can be gangster in my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? I can be gangster in the way uh, uh, I carry myself. I'm very, I'm, 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 I got, I got a good character. I'm, I'm tired that people like to talk to me. Suddenly it wasn't people just seeing, oh, she got some nice, you know, every now and then I like to show that out there. I like said, you know, my nice assets, but it wasn't just about that. People are like, she's really dope. She cool. I funny, I was, you know, with especially when I was young, I wasn't getting people when I was like in my in my mid twenties or something like that, twenty six, twenty seven, or something like that. I was I wasn't suddenly getting people just for my looks. I was getting pe- people were liking to talk to me, liking to hang with me. People actually liked me. So I just feel I'm sharing that with you young girls out here because I'm saying that it's important, especially when you're young. I know that all these girls out here are selling sexuality. But understand that the most sexiest thing you can be is building your spiritual mind and your character. I ain't saying be perfect, but building your it's the dopest thing that it'll be the dopest thing about you. I met people who were not the. I had a friend one time. She wasn't the most. She wasn't the most cute. She was the most pretty girl in the world. But she had a personality. Everybody loved to hang with her because her personality was so dope. And I'd be like, dang, I wish I girl. I wish I could every year. I could roll like you. I mean, she just had a beautiful personality. And. She, she wasn't, she was not a great looking, but she had so many people around her and always friends and a lot of stuff because she just was dope. She was a cool person to know. So sometimes you got to depend on more in that sexual vibe. And I know she thinks she's selling that off because that comes, it, it, it's the same thing happened to Marilyn Monroe. In the end, Marilyn Monroe wanted to be taken seriously in her life. And that started affecting not only her in her, in her, um, that that was that image of the sexual this sexual beautiful woman not only started to affect her in her uh like in, in just her image but it started affecting her love life it started affecting everything about her because suddenly all her empowerment people only thought that her sexuality was the only thing to be impressed by nobody knew that Marilyn was a brilliant actress Marilyn was smart uh, there was a lot of great things about her that people never got to know because they saw only the the girl and the blonde and all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying here with Chloe. And that's what I'm saying to you young girls out here. Develop something stronger because, listen, while you got some looks, the next chick got them too, okay? The next chick got a nice little uh the next chick, well, you got a nice ass and titties. The next chick got a nice one, a nice rack. The next chick can get her boobs done too, and the BBLs and all that. Okay, sell something else. Sell something else. Now, what else I got to talk to y'all about here? Talk about John. Uh, okay, I saw this article, and I thought it was so interesting, about celebrities. And it kind of, you know, listen, it tripped me out. And I said, hey, I got to make sure I talk to folks about this today. 
And I happened to hear it last night because I was listening to a show, like a political show, and uh, they said some pretty powerful, let me see if I can find it here, pull this article up. But it says this was article was written in 2020. This was a, it was a thing, and, and and this person was discussing this particular thing. It's still they're still saying this. Still, even though this article was written three years ago, it is it still rings true today. But it says black consumers more likely than than the public than anybody in the public to look to celebrities when buying. That black celebrity has more influence on the black community than any other, influ- any other community. And I thought to myself, I said, why is that? I was thinking, but I, I knew exactly why when I heard it. I'm going to read a little bit of the article, but before I read the article, I'll tell you why I think. Because black celebrity, even back in the day, has always been used, because black people, black Americans have always been great at entertainment and talent, even in slavery. They used to use our, you know, our entertaining, our talents. I mean, but we were only good in that. We were good in agriculture, agricultural things. We were good at medicines. It was a lot of things that people were good at. But they tend to stress entertainment. And even in the 50s and the 60s, even Dr. King, I mean, even not Dr. King, but Malcolm X talked about the influence of celebrity and how celebrity was uh, being pushed upon black Americans and in the background of it was the Democratic, he was saying Democratic Party or the left-wing party and stuff like that. I still see that same stuff today. Okay, but it says, um, Michelle Obama, Denzel Washington, and Rihanna among most influential celebrities. 50%, this is an article from... um, MorningConsult.com. It's by Joanna uh, Piacenza, okay? It says 50% of black consumers say they trust celebrities and athletes to give them good advice on brands, while 44% said the same of influencers. Black adults are more than twice likely as adults to seek out minority-owned business on a weekly basis, 22% versus 10%. 48% of black consumers said they would be more likely to shop at a black-owned business compared to 18% of all adults. For brands looking to attract more black consumers and tap into the group's estimated trillion-dollar spending power, a new poll suggests it could be wise for companies to pour their advertising dollars into influencer marketing and celebrity endorsements. Remember years ago, I told y'all they were product placement people, a lot of these celebrities. And one of the reasons, one of the things I want y'all to start thinking about celebrity in a different way is because black people, we are the only, black Americans, we are at the bottom of the totem pole in our finances, everything. So we can't afford to see what these, you know, these food, a lot of these fools who will sell you out for anything is thinking. We can't listen to, we got to really change our mind and how we view celebrity, I believe. Because I believe celebrity, not all celebrities, but a lot of them is leading us straight into the to the pits of hell, okay? I mean, really, and that's not in a religious way. It means in a way in our everyday lives. We're being influenced by people. We're, we're being influenced. They're telling us their aspiration is our aspiration, but a lot of times they don't have a structure for their businesses. Their businesses, white capital stands behind their business, and they lie about it. And they uh, and and they get us to buy into it in this fantasy. And meanwhile, we're back here. A lot of Black um, Americans are back here and not benefiting from it. 
because these people don't have enough money to have a structure because they're in, you know, Yvette Carnell and then talk about it so much with Adolf. And I, I can't really shut. Listen, I'm not, I like Yvette. I like Tariq. I like all of them. I don't, I don't take sides because I think everybody does something brilliant, bring something brilliant to the table, even if I disagree with them. But one of the things I would say about Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore, what I love about them in Breaking Ground, what they talk about Adolf is they're saying you you can't afford not to be political. You can't afford to be lazy and look at celebrities. Celebrities is paid and bought and paid for. They are they are they are walking advertisements. They are not all of them but most of them. I mean they be selling ridiculous stuff too. Okay. Um but it says, uh, for brands looking to attract more consumers to tap into the group's estimated trillion dollar power, it says, uh, black consumers more likely to head to live's advice on brands. A new morning consult survey finds that when seeking out advice on which brands to use, black consumers are more likely than the general public to trust social media influencers they follow and their favorite celebrities and athletes. The February 13th to 15th poll was conducted among 6,600 U.S. adults with a subsample of 823 black adults in respective margins of error, one and four percentage points. Former First Lady Michelle Obama and A-list movie stars Denzel Washington, Will Smith, Dwayne Wright Johnson are the most influential figures for black consumers who, according to Nielsen, wield 1.3 trillion trillion in spending power. Musician and designer Rihanna's awesome celebrity is shown not only in her high ranking on the Pose influencer list, but also in the success of her Fenty Beauty band. The cosmetics line racked up a reported $100 million in sales in its first few weeks and generated $570 million in revenue in 2018, only after 15 months in business, according to June 2019 estimation in Forbes. Okay, um, Now, here's the funny thing. Let me read to y'all who these influencers are. Michelle Obama, Denzel Washington, Will Smith, Dwayne Johnson, Yana, Kevin Hart, Tyler Perry, Beyonce. And listen, Beyonce was ranking under uh, Tyler, Tyler Perry and Kevin Hart. Yeah, she's probably further down the list. Jay-Z, uh, he was ranking lower than all of them. Jennifer Lopez and Daya, Tom Hanks, Janelle Monet, Oprah, Meghan Markle. Wow, interesting. Uh, Beyonce, and they, now they're saying on this one, they said she did, she raised like eighth on the list, saw the strength of her brand action last month when Ivy Park's partnership with Adidas AG on an athleisure line sold out in one region. Now, we know that was the numbers on that. This was done in 2020. So I, I don't know how they would feel now. See, I was seeing rumors back, alleged rumors back then that the Adidas line wasn't working, that tw- that uh, even after that first sale, uh, we don't really know how many, like when they say it sold out, it might only have been 10, 10 sets. 10, we don't know, okay? But now we know it's a dismal flavor. Uh, it says two names on the list created a, a net negative on purchasing consideration. Black adults are less likely overall to consider buying something if Kim Kardashian West or Kanye West recommended. But the but the latter's Yeezy brand was expected to pull in 1.4 billion in sales last year, according to July 
2019. And we know that it must be really true about Yeezy, about Kanye having some sort of cult following because Adidas begged him to come back when they, I mean, they needed him back when they told Beyonce, we got to drop you off at the nearest uh, corner we can. Black women are more likely than their male counterparts to be influenced to purchase products and services with these starts. Uh, these stars tout them. The survey finds most apparent among a few figures, including The Rock, Kanye West, and Kevin Hart. Interesting. Uh, says that the black community is also more likely to try and patronize businesses with diverse ownership compared to public overall black consumers who are much likely uh, to intentionally look to spend their money at minority-owned shops. So this is why you're getting a lot of people going back. Listen, this is why BET, they want to they, they wanna sell BET now. Listen, the rumor is that J is it was it Param is it Paramount or JP Morgan, I can't remember, but they want to still continue and the owner has been part owners of this BT. Meaning to me, in my personal opinion, how I see that as being backers. I don't even believe Essence is fully black owned. I see what I see. Okay. Um because it just made sense. It, it and they didn't tell you, they just say, Oh, black owned. So to me, Black Americans, we have to have a measuring stick of black on too. I mean, that, that, what does that mean? Because, I mean, you know, there's lots of different cu- uh, cultures in black America uh, now. So when we say, because um, the measuring stick in America for us is how are black Americans doing? And so, uh, you know, Essence is not black American owned. Uh, Essence is owned by uh, uh uh, Rich Rich Layu, which is who is a uh, who's Liberian. And he's trying to buy be a part of the buyers of BET. He's trying to buy BET. Okay. So when we say black owned, we have to really find out what that means and what does that mean to us and what does that mean to structure. How does that affect us? Has black people? How do even how, how does Tyler Perry own something affect us? How does Jay Z own something affect us? Do they have like Jay Z bought a title and we were supposed to be excited about that? But he had mostly white employees at the time when he bought it, and he had an infrastructure really to hide because it was a Swedish company. So how does that help Black America? Us cheering for you owning something. It's not that we trying to be crabs in a barrel. We trying to what 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 does us because what happens is a lot of these uh capital this capital gets behind these people because they feel like they're an influence on us. And this is showing that black celebrity no other group is ran by black celebrity but black people in America. That's crazy. Okay, so we got to be careful of the motives of what these black, what is, what, what, and then they also try to be political. And they're run by usually sometimes the leftist party because the leftist parties run Hollywood and the music industry. So they can't say shit against somebody if they want to. Okay, so we got to be really careful. Now, I saw this other interesting article. Let me put, uh, 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 Pull it out here. It was a great article. Um, I can pull it up. Because we got to start talking about this stuff. Because I feel like I love what Yvette them are saying about black people becoming more politically involved. The one thing I think Yvette them, they do speak out strongly against. But one thing they really, I feel like they really have to come back and come after is celebrities. 
and not in a bad way, but in a way of breaking. Like she had a discussion about Burner Boy in Africa this week, and Burner Boy talking about how Black Americans don't know their grandparents. I was like, I know my grandma. <laughs> I know my great grandparents. What are you talking about? I don't. I mean, you talking about we don't know who was back there in Africa. We been like six, seven generations. What are you talking about? We like we we on the fall, baby. We we here. We American. I I can't go back to ever. I still probably couldn't find it. But it's, she she made some great points in talking about that. But you have to attack so because celebrity in some senses because celebrity is a lot of times this. Um, this wall between us and corporations and stuff like that. But let me, I'm trying to pull this up here. Even Malcolm talked about it, but let me pull, I can pull. Okay, this is a great article, and it's in uh, Make It Plain, it's at makeitplain.org. It was actually written in June of 2021. It says, it's time we stop outsourcing our advocacy to black celebrities. It's by um, Ahmad Oleyinka Sue. And it says, black celebrities, uh, it says, many black people in the Western Hemisphere find themselves situated at the bottom of the racial totem pole on issues such as wealth, inequality, employment, criminal justice, and housing, most black people have come out with the short end of the stick. In contrast, black celebrities have been able to buck that trend. Black celebrities living in the West come out in different forms, from a range of professional entertainers, social media influencers, athletes, and politicians. They have excelled in their field of endeavor, which has endeared them to millions of people on both sides of the color line. The black celebrities have morphed into the most visible manifestation of blackness in the Western hemisphere. Celebrities like Oprah Winfrey, Kanye West, Whoopi Goldberg, Cardi B, Jay-Z, Will Smith, Michael Jordan, uh, Lewis Hamilton, Sir, and I don't really consider Cardi B, Cardi B's Latino, uh, Sir Lenny Henry, and the most famous people on the planet, okay? Some of the most famous people on the planet. Black celebrities often found themselves straddling between the Western power structure and the black masses. The Western white power structure made up of the political and corporate elite sometimes relies on black celebrities to reach the black masses. On the other aisle of expectation, the black masses rely on black stars to use their fame and finances to fight their causes. Therefore, it should be no surprise that black celebrity has in recent years emerged as an unofficial spokesperson for the black race in the West. Uh, it says, uh, let's see, and it talks about celebrities uh, being uh, tapped for, like, uh, Will Smith presented a documentary on Netflix titled A Man, The Fight for America, which examined the fight for equal rights in America through the lens of the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Uh, they also talk about uh, platinum plan for Black America while Black Cardi B interviewed, uh, they talk about uh, Donald Trump, uh, and Ice, Ice Cube working with Donald Trump to develop the platinum plan. Uh, and he didn't just work with Donald Trump. He also tried to work with the Democrats. For Black America, while rapper Cardi B interviewed Joe Biden on a range of topics, including race relations, health care, coronavirus, all that. He said, some may argue that Western black celebrities make effective spokespersons, spokesmen and women for the black race because of their influence and fame. Black celebrities in, in sports, entertainment, and media accounted for a third of the week's 2020 most influential African-American list. Um, it says, uh, one champion was selected as powerless, most influential person, African or African-Caribbean heritage in the United Kingdom. Stormzy, the British hip-hop artist, was the third most influential black person in the U.K. 
uh, one of the seven black billionaires in the USA, five are celebrities, Tyler Perry, Kanye West, Michael Jordan, Oprah Winfrey, Jay-Z, and Rissen. That's loosely when you talk about billionaires. You're talking about, you're talking about assets. Are black celebrities appropriate representatives of the black masses, given their acceptance by the rest of power trust structure? When one looks at other races, one will discover that celebrities do not act as spokespeople. For instance, neither David Beckham, Angelina Jolie, or George Clooney will speak on the behalf of the white race. Neither will Jackie Chan or Yoon Me, Mi Ray, be expected to present TV programs to discuss the state of affairs of Chinese and Korean people in the diaspora. The reverse is the case when it comes to black race. When Obama was elected U.S. president, the BBC caught upon Dizzy Rascal, a London-based artist, to discuss the consequences of his historic victory. Malcolm X identified this trend when he said, show me in the white community where the community is a white leader. Show me in the white community where a singer is a white leader or a dancer or a trumpet player is a white leader. These aren't leaders. These are puppets and clowns that have been set up over the white, set up over the black, over the white community or over the black community by the white community. And he, he specifically, I think, pointing out the Democratic Party, too. Black celebrities are crucial components of the celebrity industrial complex, which hinders them from effectively representing the interests of the black masses. They serve as a useful purpose in the Western capitalist system by helping corporates reach a black audience. In describing the role of black celebrities in society, Chris Hedges, the American Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, notes that celebrity is a vehicle used by corporate society to sell us branded commodities, most of all, which we do not need. Celebrities humanize commercial commodities. They present the familiar and comforting face of the corporate state. This is a tripartite relationship, I hope I say that right, uh, involving corporate, uh, corporates, black celebrities, and black masses. The black masses sit at the bottom of the pyramid while the black celebrity sits between the black masses and corporations. Does black celebrities play a role, uh, the role of intention merchant, harvesting the attention of black consumer and handing it over to the corporate body in exchange for an endorsement deal that can run into millions of dollars? The black celebrity is like a black product placement, which I've always said they were, used by the manufacturer to get a target audience, black masses, to depart with their money. To put it briefly, black celebrities have commodified the black masses for a captive corporate audience. Social media has flooded the image of black celebrities advertising wares such as Nike, Apple, Calvin Klein, Capital One, Mercedes-Benz, Coca-Cola, Louis Vuitton, all on behalf of corporate paymasters, okay? It says, according to Morning Consultant, that's why I said the article I just read, black consumers are more likely than the public to look to celebrities when buying 50%. Uh, black consumers said they trust celebrities and athletes to give them good advice on brands. And 40, 44% said the same of influencers. Uh, black celebrities serve as an inverted Robin Hood whereby they directly take money from black masses and hand it over to the corporation and get a handsome board in return. To put it briefly, black celebrities have commodified the black masses for a captive corporate audience, okay? This is a great article. You can read the rest of it at um, makeitplain.org. I'm thinking I'm going to put it up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. I'm going to try to put a link up to it. But uh, it's... Uh, it's called, it's, uh, it's an old article, and you can look it up. It's called, It's Time We Stop Outsourcing Our Advocacy to Black Celebrities, because black celebrities are compromised. 
And I don't have nothing against you trying to make money and deals and stuff. It's just how they try to sell it as, oh, this is going to help us as a people. And it doesn't end up but it helping but anybody but themselves, right? And so, uh, and when the re- really things that help us as a people is, and I listen, you got everybody's gonna make money off of something. I'm, I'm not against people making money in marketing and stuff like that. You got to make money and living for your family. A lot of black activists and stuff didn't. But um, when I say uh, um, black audience don't need to be told who to vote for, told what to do. There's so much going on here that celebrities uh, start advocating and doing for us. And I just really want us to take a look at how we are. I know I have a show on black celebrity. I like talking about black celebrity. But I also want you guys to understand to not just get overly influenced by these people because they have corporate uh uh, they work for corporations, and a lot of times you can't trust them politically. You can't trust them uh, 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 for, to live vicariously through, like for your dreams. Oh, Beyonce got this. I'm gonna get this. No, you can be inspired by certain things, but certain things these people don't have structures for. Some these people are just working for corporations. Okay, and you know what I always say. One of the things I try to say, even for my own self, uh, and I'm trying to do this even more in my own life because I want to be more so than just talking to y'all, but I also like to be a fruit, I mean a tree that bears fruit, that you just don't see, you see the fruit in my life, and I'm I'm working on myself now. I, I really feel like you need to be able to see the fruit. People's fruit will tell you so much about them, the reasons they do it, why they do it, and stuff like that. You know, I... I mean, I, I love, like I said, I like celebrity and stuff like that. I'm a bit, I, you know, I love a celebrity. Pop, I like pop culture and stuff like that. But I don't trust none of them for politics. I mean, I be seeing them taking pictures. I saw one celebrity one night. I mean, one of my, <laughs> they had a whole dinner with like some, uh, with some of the black colleges. I said, they don't know shit probably about the black colleges. They probably don't know nothing political. They don't know nothing they talking about. They just, they, somebody told me it was a good idea probably. <laughs> to get in the notes and to get some awards and, 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 you know, but listen, I think we coming at the time when black people are going to, we as a people, if it ain't but 30% of us, we don't need everybody, but when we going to desire people who are real. And it may affect the people who are not so real. You know, it, my thing is, when celebrity gets on and tries to show you politicians and they all Democrats, they don't try to show you both sides of the story, but yet they're talking about it. I saw that one time when celebrity coming. I don't care who you vote for. I said, well, if you didn't care who we vote for, why don't you, show, why don't you interview two different uh, uh, types of politicians? Why don't you interview a Republican and a Democrat? Why are you just sitting up here interviewing these Democrats if you don't care about who you vote for? I mean, don't be fooled by them. They all on agenda. But this article really just speaks a lot to that. And not only that, 
But I just feel like like a lot of times black Americans been told what to value, told what to do, told and and there's people out here with great information like Yvette and Tone, like I was saying about them. They have great information. I'm not for though I don't like people siding with people like you can't be on though you 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 can only be on this side of your I don't agree with that, but what I do agree with is that I like people who who challenge you to understand the political uh what's going on on the political landscape and challenge you to think and challenge you to see things uh, uh see things and will not tell you what to do or tell you who you should be looking at. You know, there are a lot of people who deliver the news, a lot of so-called black Democratic operatives is what I like to call them, but they deliver the news from a Democratic space. But what I do like about Yvette and Tone and other people, some are, they, they may lean more Democrat, but they, they deliver research as it is. So, you know, here that what, what I, that's why I say for black people, be very careful of what you're ingesting and what you're listening to, because we're coming up on a time where we can't afford to be listening to people, morons who don't know nothing about politics. And a lot of times we will see that with celebrities. Celebrities will do that. They will do that. I mean, I, you know, I'm just telling you. Let me wild. Let me wild out in the street. And all of them are adhering to corporate sponsors. And sometimes I don't know if really they got their best in mind. You know, I love, listen, I I really love, like, when I see celebrities doing uh, 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 philanthropy work and stuff like that, but I also know when it's kind of fakery. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know, because when they don't know much about it, you can tell when somebody's heart is really into, you know, those spaces and stuff like that when they really, but my thing for a celebrity, I just say this, if you don't know nothing much about it, don't don't try to talk about it. Don't be <laughs> it just makes them look crazy sometimes. But a lot of them, this article really discusses why we need to um, start looking at that different, looking at them as advocacy for as different. Um, it says corporate organizations, I'm going to read this part, which previously refrained from expressing an opinion on racial justice issues, have now realized that brand activism could enhance shareholders' values. When Nike used Colin Kaepernick in an advertising campaign, it's on our sales to 31% in the bank holiday weekend after the launch. In the aftermath of George Floyd's death, purveyors of capitalism such as Goldman Sachs, APR, Marketing have committed billions of dollars in advance to racial equality. It is now trendy to talk black. So it should be uh, no surprise black celebrities have become more vocal on racial justice as it now comes with, limited, with a limited downside. Black celebrities who are more bothered about their end scores and Q ratings have to wait for the tide of opinions to turn on social justice issues before finding their voices. To paraphrase Malcolm X, they match, they march when their corporate paymaster says march. They protest when their corporate paymaster says protest, and they bank when their corporate paymaster says bank. So that's why I say to y'all. When I had them, when I talked about the Deion Sanders and him not staying at that black college, I said, you can't trust celebrity. Celebrity has, listen, it's just like y'all need y'all job out there. In certain things, these celebrities need their job. They own, they in, a lot of these are celebrities, Jay-Z, all of them, they in millions with these corporations. 
And it's just like you adhere to certain things. Like all of us adhere to to something in our lives. You know what I'm saying? But we got to understand what we're looking at. So when we got celebrities talking about they own something or something, we got to always see. I'm not telling them saying you can't you can't hear a celebrity or something like that, but always see who's the master behind it. You know what I'm saying? Who who is it? Who's puppeteering them so you can understand where they coming from? Having wisdom, don't just accept it and just say, okay, you know, okay, they speaking out against this, they speaking out. I mean, I understand everybody got to get paid. I get that. Us having a discernment about these celebrities, not taking everything they say and telling us telling us what to buy, telling us who to vote for, telling us coming out here, talking about do this and do that. I mean, just wow. Just wow. They don't be knowing nothing. That's just be discerning. Some of them know stuff, but a lot of them don't. Okay? That's what I just wanted to say on that. Check out the article. I'm going to try to put up the link. Later on, when we get out, when I get out the show, okay. All right. So next out in the street, American couple being held ransom in Haiti. Okay. Uh, family says we told them not to go. Lord Jesus. Okay. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna pull up the story here if I can get it up. Oh my God! Let me check. I get up the story and got to pull it up here. But it says the husband and wife were visiting relatives and attending a festival, okay? Um, and listen, I, you know, I, I I was listening to uh, one of my favorite people listening to now on YouTube is For No Fame, and he was talking about how him and uh, I love this other young lady he, he has on the show too. Uh, I forget her name, uh, but they were talking about how, you know, Maybe y'all need to see America. And I remember I was promoting that during COVID. I was saying that that's what they should have done during COVID. They should have shut down America for a couple of years where people couldn't, you know, where people and encourage people to travel within the states to see the states. Because we got so many beautiful things in America, <laughs> so much beauty in America that people haven't seen. Like, I, like, I want to take another trip. I'm looking for, like, taking a another trip to someplace I haven't been, you know, like make an excuse, maybe see my favorite, you know, like Maxwell or something, someplace I have, because there's so many beautiful places in America I haven't seen, right? So, um, but y'all might have to start doing that. Be careful out in these streets taking trips overseas. <laughs> y'all might have to be real careful, but this is a, uh, this is, this is, this uh, situation that's happening. Hey, let's take a listen, okay? So, play it for you. Okay. Kidnapping of a young couple in Haiti. Jean and Abigail Dickens Toussaint arrived in Haiti from Florida a week ago. Kidnappers took them hostage and now are demanding a ransom of more than $400,000, money the family says they just don't have. Here's ABC's Mona Kosar-Abdi. Tonight, the family of a Florida couple kidnapped in Haiti and now missing for a week says they are in contact with the FBI to help bring the two home. Gene Dickens Toussaint and his wife Abigail flying from Fort Lauderdale to Port-au-Prince last Saturday. The two abducted by a local gang as they rode a bus to visit relatives. There's an arrangement between bus drivers and the gang that if the bus driver pays the gang, and that particular bus driver did not pay the gang. 
in a desperate attempt to bring them home. The couple's family says they wired $6,000 to the kidnappers, only for the criminals to demand $200,000 per person. The State Department now telling ABC News they are aware of reports of two missing U.S. citizens in Haiti. The urgent search comes amid heightened arrest in the Caribbean nation. Since the start of the year, there have been nearly 300 gang-related kidnappings, according to the U.N. Tonight, the family praying that the couple is reunited with their one-year-old son soon. We just miss them. We just miss them. them. We love them. We want them home. And the State Department has issued a level four do not travel warning due to widespread kidnappings that target U.S. citizens. And the U.S. government says that they are limited in the help that they can provide to American citizens there. John? Florida family. All right. So, listen. It says, now, they, they sound Haitian. Toussaint, that sounds Haitian. I said a family friend who met with the couple at the airport. This is from abcnews.com. That report was from abcnews.com. Says a family friend who met the couple at the airport to escort them, who also kidnapped their niece Christy, who declined to give her last name. Told ABC Miami affiliate WTLG they stopped the bus at the stop and they asked for Americans on the bus and their escorts to come off the bus and then they took them. Christy told the station in response to an inquiry about the incident, the U.S. Department a state did not confirm kidnapping, but said it was aware of reports of two U.S. citizens that we wish I already told you about that. Uh, it says, uh, Nikis Toussaint said they did not know how to reach Haiti police, so they, they so have not contacted them, but they said they did reach out to U.S. citizens U.S. Department of Homeland. Um, now, I, I got to say this. It's a... Uh, that, you see how this goes? And this is what I want black Americans to understand because we we the only ones for years have been toting pan-Africanism. Ain't nobody interested in pan-Africanism but black, mostly black Americans. We've been toting pan-Africanism, but listen, this, these, these people are Haitian. And when they go over there to visit relatives, they get kidnapped because what? They don't even see them as Haitian no more. They they see them. They Haitian. They last name is Tupac. Damn, that's such a that, y'all over here, y'all y'all over there, y'all y'all kidnapping people with the last name Tucson. This is insane. What is going on? They don't. They didn't even see these Haitians as a, a, a Haitian. They saw them as Americans. No, they didn't even think of it. They're like, can we see the two Americans on the bus? They don't care your last name two times. Two Americans on the bus. So black Americans, what do you think they're thinking of you? You black Americans. Okay, let's stop this. That's why we got to quit this idea that there is not just, these, these these people are Haitian. That's their background. They ain't even considering them Haitian no more. They're like, you American, and we're going to kidnap you. Yeah, your mom and daddy and your grandma and pops from Haiti. You is American. I, I just want to stop living in a fairy tale about how we are, you know, black people all around the world. We, you, no, 
They don't see you like that. They don't see you. They see you as black American. They didn't see these Haitians as black American. They say, I bet they got a Haitian flag somewhere up in there. Or they got man, Haitian hair, man. <laughs> And I ain't saying love where you from. That's not what I'm saying. Because, you know, they be coming over here. A lot of, not all Haitians, but a lot of some Haitians. Not all. Because I got some people I know who are great, who are Haitian. I got Haitian friends who are cool or whatever. But there are some, a lot of y'all, if some come over here, they be talking shit about black Americans. Oh, black Americans. Go to marry the black Americans. Black Americans ain't shit. Haitians are better. We work harder. Like the African Yes. Haiti all day. Haiti flags. But you take your ass back over there to Haiti. And they like, American. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not laughing at them getting kidnapped. I'm laughing at the, at the whole scenario that they don't even consider them to be. I mean, I hope they get back safely. But this is an eye-open, I hope this is an eye-open thing for black Americans to understand. That's why we, look. We can't let people tell us we don't got no culture. We can't let people tell us that make us feel bad for how we live in, oh, black Americans, you, just, you black Americans, you don't work yourself. You black Americans, this is that. Obviously, there's some issues over in Haiti because they don't even accept you Haitian, and you can't even go back over there at home. You can't barely without them whole new rent. Let's pray that they get home safe. No shade. I just want to tell that story because I feel like that is we need to, we have to, and this is just that's not to be mean towards them. I want them to get home safely. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a human. I don't like seeing people, that happen to people, but we, I'm not saying these people either. They may, they may love, they may not have no disrespect, but I'm saying we've been experiencing a lot of disrespect from people in the diaspora, specifically uh it's a lot of times sometimes it's being Haitian. Not all, but some. And it's like this. And you, like, really? It, it, <laughs> and then you get over there, they, they ain't even, look, like, the, like the flag you rep, when you get over there, like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, where's the Americans on the bus? So black American, it's just for us too to listen, because they ain't even said be patient. So what you think? We're going around here. What, what y'all think? Just saying, patent Africanism is a hard sell these days. Yeah, it's a hard. Sell. All right, moving on. Man, I heard this story and I was like. This sounds familiar. Well, it don't sound familiar because he didn't leave his wife. What was it? B. Smith's husband just moved the mistress in or whatever. But it says, Porsche, Porsche, Porsche billionaire, billionaire files for divorce from elderly wife due to her dementia. That's cold, cold, cold. This is according to Daily Record. 
It says uh, via MSN, it says a member of billionaire Porsche family has allegedly started divorce proceedings against his elderly wife. This is a fact she's suffering from a dementia-like illness. Porsche executive Wolfgang Porsche filed for a divorce from Claudia Porsche after saying that her poor health has changed her personality. The reports. I mean, sir, she has dementia. She can't remember hardly nothing. Yes, it's going to change her personality. To the couple who have been together since 2007 and married in 2019, Ah, she ain't been long. Say the 74-year-old's illness has made living with her 79-year-old husband extremely difficult. The grandmother has been living closer to her daughter for almost two years and now requires four carriers who attend to her all hours of the day. According to the family, family Cotty has been unable to move independently for months, and her mental awareness has declined rapidly. The news comes as media in Germany report that Wolfgang has been allegedly getting closer to his friend of 25 years, Gabriella Princessing Zu Lindenin, 59 in recent months, while his wife is unwell. Wolfgang Hans Porsche is a German-Austrian shareholder and chairman of the supervisory board of Porsche Automobile Holding SC, as well as Porsche AG. He is the youngest son of former Porsche Porsche AG designer, chief executive officer, Sir Fernand Ferry. Uh, Porsche and Dorothy Ritz, the oldest brother of Fernand Butsy, Porsche designing the first, uh, first Porsche 911. Wolfgang, who currently resides in Zell, Amsi in Austria, has four children, two of which he shares with his ex-wife, director and screenplay writer Susan Bresser, who he was married to from 1988 to 2008. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Let me go back here. Now, they say that this other one was with him from 2007. Uh-oh. Okay. This is a case of, it sounds like a case of he married the side chick. Even if you are acting like you're living a regular life, <laughs> but you're really not. I'm out here doing my regular. <laughs> they act like that, you know, when, when men with choices act like that, you know, like, like they don't got the options. Like, you know, there's some wealthy men that like to pretend like they live in a regular life. Or they like to put things in place so they can pretend. I, I'm pretending like I'm regular. <laughs> Woo, when you, when you got it, you got it. When you got options, you got options. Now, is this shit right? No. You can have an affair. You can be, You can have 24-hour around-the-clock uh, people in the house with your wife, and you can still be attending, because you, you the Porsche dude. You can still be attending, have her daughter there. Have everybody living well, and you still look like you married and shit, and you can have your side to go visit her or something like that on the side, like you know. But you can you can work, you can help, you can you can work it out, you can stay there. I'm just I'm not endorsing side chick, but I'm saying I'm I'm trying to give them out because I understand. And when you're going through something like that, your person is you losing your person. It's probably hard on you. And, you know, sound like somebody was a sad chick. I'm not sure. 
Not that that's, that makes it any right because he decided to marry her in 2019. It took him a long time, didn't he? Because he had options out of these And now that she ain't got dementia, he's exercising his options. Lord. I'm not saying all men with options. I'm saying men with a lot of options. He don't even want to stay married to her and pretend. Like, he can stay married to her. He'll go come see her every day and and, and be up there and having and girls second wife second third side chick. Let me just say this to you: second side chick, but you be second. Second child side chick. I don't know if this is the second. I don't know if she was the first one or the girl, the woman with dementia was one. I'm just saying his marriage didn't end in 2008, 2007. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just saying here, new side chick. Here's what I'm gonna say. Look at how he treats her. No, when it could be you. I'm just saying that, you know, if he if he was being decent to her and being like, yeah, I, hey, this is an impossible situation. I care, you know, whatever. And he was still caring for her and all that stuff. That's a beautiful. I, and then I don't know, you know, I don't know how chick she would. But I'm just saying, it just sounds crazy. Like it's kind of mean. It's like it's cold as hell. Like you gonna just leave? You just gonna leave now? When you find out, oh, she's her personality different. Shit, I'm out. <laughs> what? She got dementia. She can't help it. I ain't mad. I, I, I can't say, I, you know, people having a little friend. I, I, but he can do so much because he has billions. Like, he has a lot of money. And he can at least look like he's still in the marriage. But he's so, this thing, I'm going to say scene because I don't know all the details of the situation. This seems so cold as fuck. Like, you just going to leave her. You got billions. I'm filing for divorce right now because her, her ass got dementia. It's like, no, you don't got to foul. You can be like, man, hey, I'm making sure everything is right for her. I'm making sure it's comfortable. I'm going to be here with my wife to the end. I may have a little friend over here, you know what I'm saying? But I still am going to be here. I got money to hire people around the clock. It ain't like I'm taking care of her because you got billions. Her personality, the weight is off for you if you got if you hire around the clock nurses and stuff. Plus her child is there. You can you can do a lot. I'm just not understanding what he's doing here. You was there doing it this time. I mean, I understand sometimes people get divorced doing things and things go bad, but sickness. It's like, come on now, the side piece can win. Side piece. But that's why I say these dudes. Like, what, 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 what's her name say about Tyrese? Who we getting ready to talk about in the second year? What was Samantha say? I was her. What's Samantha? Tyrese's ex-wife. I was her. <laughs> this is a I was her story, but the woman can't tell her story. Listen, because some of these not all famous. It's some regular dudes out here in these streets who will leave you when you're sick. And it's some regular women who will leave people, you know, and stuff like that. And sometimes, you know, it depends on the situation. Everybody's situation is different. So I don't want to judge him too harshly because that's why I said it's just what I see right now, okay? But because sometimes certain things happen, all kind of stuff, you know, it, you know, sometimes it looks hard, but it may be some other things going on, factors that we can't see. However, I will say this. That man is so got so much money. That's what that's what women talk about. When men, when you, I mean, 
when men have a lot of money, sometimes there's a lot of choices. I mean, and it doesn't make you mature. It seemed like he he was married before, and he was out with her. Secondly, then he went on to somebody else. Seemed like he ain't got him mature. He just he like, oh, she got dementia now. Time to get rid of her. Uh, see, there's no maturity there. He can move from what I talked about before with these lot of these dudes, perfection to perfection. You know what I'm saying? It's not no diss. He just should have stayed unmarried. Kind of wild. He, you know, he poor. He, he on the third one. <laughs> oh, wow. Some cold, some cold, some cold. Cold. Uh-uh. Not all dudes who got money are bad. There's some great guys out here with great with finance. But I always know that people with options, you just got to pay attention to see what their maturity level is and stuff like that. And especially, you know, if they pretend to be anything, but, you know, especially when they try to not be, like, they be saying, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, I, you know, when they try to sell off being a normal dude and you're like, you're not normal, though. I don't care how much you try to sell it off. You, you know, really? Because they be in denial. That, that's what you really got to watch. I mean, I'm for people accepting who they This dude knows who he is. He knows he's wealthy. He's like, you know, I got... I got holes in different area codes probably even has an old man because I got the fun. But when you're a wealthy man and you say, hey, you wealthy man with maturity or fame or something like that, and you say, I can have these options, but I choose to be uh, this way with my wife or I choose to be this. And that's some signs of, you know, maturity. But this man looked like he was just moving. Just look from the dates, the timeline I'm reading. It looked like he just been moving from, you know, like he just when it get times get rough, he gone. Okay, he can't stand the rent, and he can do a lot of stuff. There's no reason for him not to be able to do it because he can do a lot of stuff. He he's not burdened to somebody because he's got he's got wealth. So he doesn't. He's not going to be burdened by her her illness as much as people out here. It's going to hurt because you don't want to see any of your loved ones go down. And I don't know, like I said, I don't want to judge him too harshly because I don't know, maybe he's running because he loves her so much he don't want to see her like that. But see, it's going to be a burden on anybody who has to walk through that and see that pain of that. But at the same time, this is your wife. And you got so much money that you can make your, you have more options with ways to take care of her and still be married to her. And you can still be with your little friend. Okay. Just saying right now. I'm just ready to go. <laughs> I can't go through this. Wow. Uh, did I talk about the Diddy reality show? It's supposed to be a Diddy reality show? Child, I don't know. Do anybody really want to see Diddy with the kids? I don't know. Do I want to see any more Diddy reality show? Diddy and his brood of seven will get the reality treatment on who? Oh, Lord. This is according to page six. It says, uh, Sean Diddy Combs seems to be following the Kardashians to Hulu. You hear the entertainment mogul is working with Hulu on a reality series that will feature him and his children. 
Epistles of Titus, Diddy plus seven. It's going to profile the entire family. They all have businesses, even the kids, and it will feature everyone in the source familiar with the project cover page six. Diddy and his kids have already been spotted filming the show in locations such as Los Angeles, Miami, according to sources. We're told the family's individual Instagram accounts offer a preview of what potentially is in store for the streaming show. Diddy's son, Christian, a.k.a. King, is currently pushing his latest single, Can't Stop, Won't Stop. Uh, the Bad Boy Entertainment founder, uh, founders' twins, Jesse and Delilah, offer content matching outfits with the sister's chance after making cameos. Um, I don't know, you know, listen, I'm sure it'd be interesting to see Diddy running around with seven kids, but hopefully he don't have no eight or nine or ten, it's just too much. Again, we're talking about another man with so many options, you know. I don't know, you know. I don't know. I want to see Diddy with his seven children. I think the kids might be interesting. Diddy's not interesting to me. I'm going to tell you what. Diddy sometimes can be interesting to me, but sometimes I, correct, because I've seen him on reality TV show a lot, and it's just like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I don't know. But we'd be more interested in seeing that. I, what would I probably want to see from Diddy is the complexity of him. Why Why is it so hard for you? Well, I kind of get that. I got that from the Carissa show. I think what, what makes it hard for him, you know, a lot of these men, why they can't commit to um, relationships with children, which is interesting, is because a lot of them have been are in a space where they're hurt as kids. You know, they've been that that their pain is like from childhood, and they haven't been able to grow and heal that pain. So it would be interesting, like if I was a psychologist sitting there and evaluating Diddy on some of the shows. <laughs> oh my goodness! Some of the bros who continue to give him babies. Like I want to know what y'all. Like eight hundred million, man, he can he's done now. He got seven. Seven divided by eight, seven divided by eight hundred. I mean like that I mean it's a lot of cash but not enough. I mean I don't wanna get I don't want if I'm the kids, I'm telling them to stop. Stop. No more kids. I don't want my inheritance split. No more. I just don't want it. I'm not interested. Don't don't no more inheritance split. He's a big kid. He's a big, he's another one. He's a big kid, another big kid. And it's so interesting. He's making money now off his offspring. I'm sure that some of the women will be there. I mean, you know, I don't know what's who's going to be there because Kim passed away. So there is, there's the other girl. There's the other baby mama. There's, and he might, I guess he might see Jess's mama every now and then. I don't know. I'm just. She got out of it early. She understood the game. She was like, shit, damn that. 
poor Kim. Kim's been a long time. Thank goodness for Cat. Cassie saw the game. So Cassie, Cassie's like, just let me out. Now, I was a, 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 a fitness trainer. Shit, I just want free. I'll take that. I'll take down my lifestyle. See, just give me free out of this. This, this. <laughs> it's, it's been good. Life's been good. But yeah, it ain't worth it. I was hurt. I need Samantha on this show. So me and Samantha can talk about I was hurt. God, I got to see Samantha. I mean, I need Samantha to see Samantha. Just so we have a talk about I was hurt. He ain't got to even say his name. I meant to talk about Tyrese, too. Tyrese's girlfriend, if we got to Tyrese's girlfriend the other day, she was saying that he wasn't her first choice, but Paul Walker was more her type. She saw Tyrese's face on live. She went on live. He was like, don't touch me, don't touch me. <laughs> I thought, hey, Carmen's a bitch. You know why? Because he was just last week talking all that stuff on 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 Sway talking about yeah I'm like I'm in love I'm in a new relationship you know this ain't about Sam he kept saying about Sam but it was all about Sam he was bragging on the you know just bragging on the new chick and everything the new chick came up and I mean dude you're not really my first choice it's not really nothing wrong with not being somebody's first choice a lot of people are not people's first choice I mean. Shit, Robert Wagner was my first choice as a little girl. I used to love Robert Wagner. <laughs> that was my first crush. Michael Jackson, you know. But, but people have lots of first choice, but you don't necessarily marry people that you you, you stop. But she says a friend of his, which is Paul Walker, who passed away. <laughs> like he was his best friend. <laughs> Tyrese. I mean, she, it was last, but but it was okay. It's just, where did we go? You know her type. I think she really likes Tyrese, though. Samantha, so like, oh no, please don't let it break up. I know it's breaking. You don't want to I need to man, man, somebody send Samantha a DM to come on and call our travel show so we can just talk about how was hurt. I think these girls, girls are out in the streets, we just hear her story. Now, she ain't got to tell no name. I mean, she was great on, I was listening to some of her, sometimes y'all need to know what it's like to meet mess with some of these men. Some of these men ain't right. They might got the money and the fame, but they, they slow some of them. <laughs> I ain't saying Tyrese is slow, but I'm just saying. Did, that Diddy out here, maybe they make all that money out these kids. And not, not one woman there around. Since it's a little, it's an Asian chick around for the new little baby. Y'all, <laughs> we come to the end of part two. <laughs> Man, thank y'all for hanging out with me like y'all do every week. I got y'all part two in. All right, you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. You have me to start to your week, and I'm out. I will see y'all sometime. Okay, whenever we do the next show, okay? All right, so meanwhile, we're going to leave out with, uh, what do we leave out with? I don't know. Let's leave out with, think like me, a deep on this Sunday. <laughs> Let's leave out with, uh, uh, Maxwell, Ascension. It's the CC Show. I'm Carolina. I will see you guys. I'm out. See y'all. <laughs>
with you are listening to the archive show. Okay, the last few minutes the sound is jacked up. I know. You know what? Because I didn't have my headphones set so, so y'all might hear me has an echo. And I'm sorry, it's just my sound been all messed up on part two today. I've been doing all kind of messed up stuff. I don't know what's going on today. It's a weird day, okay? But I gave y'all a part two show, so don't be mad at me, okay? Dang. Man, I hope y'all can hear Will. I won't know until I get back, but I bet the sound is echoing. So please forgive me, okay? Okay, so if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you're listening to the Archive Show. Hey, Archive listeners, thank you for hanging out with me like you do every week. I appreciate y'all so much, whether you listen to your, the show at work or whatever, while you're cleaning or whatever, whenever you guys listen to it, let's just know I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Um, my little audience, I appreciate y'all listening to me rattle for like, you know, two hours, two and a half hours, three hours. Thank y'all, okay? Thank y'all for being appreciative of even what my opinion is. Thank you so much, okay? Okay, remember, you can hit me up at the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page, okay? Um, and you can also hit me up at uh, C Chatwood Show and Carlotta72 on Twitter, okay? And for Instagram, it's Carly's underscore Galaxy, all right? All right, if you have messages or something like that that you'd like to send about the show or um, – all right, if you got something like you'd like to see on here or whatever, you guys can write uh, write to the Carlotta Chapel Facebook page, send me a message, and we try. I try to get back as soon as I can, okay? Thank y'all so much again for listening. Y'all have a wonderful sun, rest of y'all Sunday. Oh, does the session come on tonight? Y'all, I think Succession come on tonight. The the premiere. This is the last season. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm going to have to watch Succession, okay? All right, so y'all have a wonderful Sunday. Hopefully some of y'all watch Succession. All right, have a good one. And have a wonderful, wonderful rest of y'all week, okay? I'm out. See y'all. Go leave out with. Let's listen to Maxwell. Let's listen to. Um, let's leave out with Don't Disturb This Girl. Y'all know how I feel about that song. My favorite song of all time, right? How about, see y'all.
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 